everyone. If I said to just have a think about one important biological molecule, some of you might think about carbohydrates, or maybe proteins or lipids, or maybe a nucleic acid like DNA or RNA or an inorganic iron, or maybe ATP or ADP. But for me, water really is the most important, most crucial biological molecule. That's why I've called this podcast Water the Molecule of Life. I mean, just have a think, especially if you're, let's say, an A-level student. Can you really name any topics that you've studied or learned about where water isn't involved? I mean, we talk about it when we look at condensation and hydrolysis reactions in terms of digestion. We talk about it in terms of forming tissue fluid, uh, the effects on blood pressure. We talk about water loss from mammals, from insects, from the leaf. For example, we look at water movement through a plant and its subsequent loss, so transpiration. We look at the involvement of water in translocation, the movement of sugars. It's everywhere, not just in every topic we learn about, but it is really crucial to really all metabolic reactions. And that's why I wanted to do a podcast specifically on water. I wanted to record this because I wanted to talk through the solvent, the thermal and the cohesive properties that make water so beneficial to biological systems. So before we look at those properties, let's just think about the water molecule itself. It's made from two types of atom, hydrogen and oxygen. Now I'm sure if I said the the chemical formula H2O, that would be familiar to people. So there's two hydrogens and one oxygen. Now where there is no overall charge on the molecule, the oxygen atom is slightly negative. It attracts the shared electrons and it forms a very weak sort of covalent bond. And the hydrogen atoms, conversely, are slightly positive. So the molecule is described as being dipolar. Di meaning two and pole because of the slightly different ends that you get on a water molecule. One end being slightly positive, one slightly negative. When one pole of one water molecule attracts the opposite pole of another molecule, then what you get forming is a fairly weak hydrogen bond. Now I wanted to give that kind of basic overview of what a water molecule looks like structurally, chemically, just because that's really crucial for the next part to understand why it's so important. So let's talk through these solvent, thermal and cohesive properties. So water dissolves more substances than any other common liquid. So it acts as the most crucial solvent that I'm sure any of us can think of. Now, why is that beneficial to a biological system? Well, it allows excretory or waste materials such as urea, salts, hormones and drugs to dissolve. Water also has a diluting effect, reducing toxicity or harmfulness of the excretory materials that I've just named. In animals, water helps to break down and dissolve food molecules in digestion, which I alluded to at the beginning. Interestingly, blood plasma is thought to be around 92% water, which transports many dissolved substances such as carbon dioxide or CO2, urea, digested food, hormones, as well as the blood cells. So let's talk a bit more in detail about the bonding. Hydrogen bonding, because I said the weak hydrogen bonds form between molecules of water, hydrogen bonding means that much heat energy is needed to evaporate just one gram 
of water. This energy is something we call latent heat of vaporization. So why is that important? Well, evaporation causes significant cooling. A lot of heat can be lost by just a small quantity of water evaporating. Evaporation of water such as sweat in mammals, for example, is effective as body heat is used. The boiling point of water, hence evaporation, requires a great deal of energy. So we say that water has a high specific heat capacity. What that means is that it acts as a buffer against sudden temperature variations, making the aquatic environment a a temperature-stable one, you could say. As organisms are mostly water, it buffers them against any sudden changes, especially in terrestrial organisms, or terrestrial environments, rather. Before water freezes, it needs to lose a lot of heat energy. That means that freezing of an organism's cells is slowed, preventing any excessive damage. Another interesting fact is that water is at maximum density at 4 degrees C. That means that ice can form on the surface of water, insulating the water below and allowing much aquatic life to survive freezing. Now there's something that I find fascinating, it's called surface tension, and that's what I want to talk about just now. Water molecules on the surface orientate with the hydrogen bonds inwards, and it creates something called surface tension. Now certain small animals, so things like uh, pond skaters is a good example, exploit that surface tension to move over strong water surfaces. Where water molecules meet air, they tend to get pulled back into the body of water rather than escaping from it. Water molecules themselves can also slide past one another quite easily. And what that means is that it can flow easily through things like the narrow capillaries. I said at the beginning of the podcast how important water is in the formation of tissue fluid and that that we're talking about blood plasma that contains water ultimately moving through the arteries, the capillaries and veins. So because water can slide past, water molecules rather, slide past one another quite easily, we've just got an easy sort of flow to that fluid which is essential really if we're talking about the capillaries and exchange of things like carbon dioxide and oxygen with the cells the respiring cells. Water molecules can stick to, or let's give it its proper name, adhere to surfaces. Now where's that most crucial? Well again at the beginning I alluded to the movement of water up a plant. Water moves in a plant in the veins or the vascular bundle but specifically in what we call xylem vessels and it's drawn up the stem from the roots to the leaves. This uh, property of adhesion or sticking to the walls helps to maintain a column of water that can move along the plant. A good analogy I use when I'm teaching, so if you imagine 10 people all holding hands and if you were to grab one person at one end and pull them, you'd move the entire sort of row of people. That's how water kind of operates, if you like. Because of cohesion which I'm going to talk about in a moment, and adhesive forces, the fact that the water molecules can stick to the side, it helps to maintain this column that can move through the plant, all the way from the roots, all the way up to the leaves. 
So I use the word cohesion, so let's talk about that. Water columns, as I said, don't break very easily or pull apart under tension. And it's because large cohesive forces exist. And that's as a result of the hydrogen bonding. So when I said water sticks to the side of the xylem vessel, that's true, that's adhesion. But water sticks to other water molecules, and that's cohesion. So for some listeners out there, you might have heard of the cohesion tension theory. Maybe when talking about transpiration. I certainly have spoken about that uh, in a few of the podcasts and on my Mr. I Explains video on transpiration. As water is lost from leaves by transpiration, the force generated allows this column of water to be drawn up into the xylem vessels. And finally, I think one of the most crucial properties of water that I've described is the fact that it is transparent. Now, it might, it might seem an odd one to mention, the fact that it's transparent, but actually there's a really important biological use for that. Aquatic plants can photosynthesize at much greater depths in water, and that's because the light can penetrate through the water. It can also penetrate the vitreous humour in the eye to reach the retina that's at the back of the eye. And if you are interested, I've recently recorded a podcast on diseases and disorders of the eye. So if you're interested in anything to do with vision and like hitting the retina and certain things that can affect that, then that's definitely a podcast to listen to. So I've gone through quite a, a list there of solvent, thermal and cohesive properties of water. I'm sure there's many more examples that I could have given, but I just wanted to give an overview of how important this biological molecule is. It really is the molecule of life. On that note, I'd like to say thank you all for listening.